Welcome to Shopaholics Japan, where we chat about life in Japan and the amazing Japanese products we can't live without. I'm Grant. I'm Cheska. And I'm Kai. And we're your hosts for this week. This podcast is powered by World Shopping, which makes online shopping on Japanese stores easy. Today, we're chatting about the very intricate world of Japanese public transportation trains, buses, ferries, electric scooters. We're going to try to cover as much as we can in this episode and also introduce some unique exclusive merch you can buy that's related to Japanese public transportation, believe it or not. So public transportation in Japan, it's a very, very wide, very, very big topic. But Cheska, when I say Japanese public transportation, what's the first thing you think of? Punctuality. They are on time religiously. And when they aren't, mm. they apologize profusely. When they're not on time, I mean, if they're a minute late. <laughs> yeah, many, many people overseas are really amazed by just how punctual Japanese public transportation is, especially the mm -hmm. trains. I think today we're going to talk a whole lot about the trains because that's something people use every single day. What about you, Kai? Since you live in Fukuoka, the train system is quite different from Tokyo, but how often would you say you use the trains in Fukuoka? Infrequently nowadays, just because I work from home, mm. but I've used it quite a bit. And Jessica said, it's very punctual. You can set your watch to it. Mm. Yeah, I'm definitely curious about the differences between Fukuoka public transport and Tokyo, because of course the Tokyo trains, I guess we can get into it now. It's so intricate. When you look at a map of all the Tokyo train stations, it does look very scary, right? The actual trains that you're going to be using is quite minimal in your everyday life or even as a, as a tourist. Jessica, as a tourist, yeah. which train lines do you think people would use if they're coming to Tokyo as a tourist? On the JR side, probably mm. the one you can pretty much guarantee a tourist would use would be the Yamanote Sen, uh, the Yamanote yes. line, because it's essentially mm. like a big circle that just mm. loops and goes to many of the most popular stations in Tokyo. Yeah. yeah, it is a loop line. It's a big circle and it hits up places, even if you've never been to Tokyo, you've probably heard of Harajuku, Shinjuku, Shibuya, uh, Ginza, of course, Tokyo Station. All the stations you've heard of without going to Tokyo yeah. are on this one line. I definitely think you could probably have a pretty great vacation just using the Yamanote line. It's really detailed. It's very easy to use because it is just a circle. So you're just thinking, okay, which way on the circle do I need yeah, to go? Like if you miss your stop and you're really feeling lazy, you can just stay on the train until it circles back around. We could definitely probably just have an entire episode solely about the Yamanote line because it is kind of a cultural symbol of Tokyo. The color of the trains, it's kind of this kiwi green, I would say, or this light green. And it has very distinctive train uh, design, which is a symbol of modernity, of convenience, just how awesome it is to be in Tokyo, because you can just use this one line and have so many amazing experiences. If I were to then kind of pick a comparable one for the Tokyo Metro, which is the subway, I would say maybe either the Marunouchi or the Ginza lines, mm. one of those two. I don't think Marunouchi is a perfect loop, but it's pretty much close to a loop. And that's something to really uh, differentiate is because Tokyo, there's many different train lines. There's the subway, which is underground, but there's also the the JR, the Japan Railways, which are above ground. And so I would say, especially for tourists, they would mostly likely be using the JR because Yamanote Line is JR and other things. Chuo Line is JR. And so subway is a bit more detailed in terms of where it goes, but a lot of it is more oriented towards 
people who are living in Tokyo and they need to go to a you know, a non-touristy spot. What's the JR situation in Fukuoka, Kai? Of course, you guys have JR lines, but how intricate is it? Or what's uh, the most famous JR line in Fukuoka? What's the most famous JR line? No, there, there's the JR line. Okay. Yeah, just just one yeah. line. Yeah. What, what's the uh, name of it? I don't know. Uh, maybe the Kagoshima line might mm. be what we call it. So generally speaking, to get around the city, we don't, we don't take the JR line. We take the metro system. Okay. So it's more subway-oriented. Yeah, yeah. Look, look, we do have the JR line, but that's taking you more towards the outskirts of the city around Hakata and then out to the other cities in the metropolitan area mm. outside of Fukuoka proper. A lot of it is centered on the three subway lines that we have. All three are straight lines that go back and forth. That's it. There are a few points where they overlap that you can switch between them, but it's incredibly straightforward. Oh, mm. that sounds nice because in Tokyo, you do end up sometimes getting some really convoluted transferring to different lines. No, there's three main areas, and two of the lines hit two of them just fine. So mm-hmm. yeah, you can take the wrong train, and you'll, you'll get to where you're supposed to go eventually. It's not that. It's always kind of a bit of a culture shock when I visit other cities in Japan, because they really only have maybe three or four lines total. But from my home, I can walk to maybe three or four different lines from just where I live. So it is a bit surreal where it's, oh, this is actually, you could learn this quite easily if you live here. But yeah. in Tokyo, there's lines I've never used ever that are still around here. But yeah, I bet. I'll get to Same them eventually. <laughs> I, I just remembered. Um, we also have the Nishitetsu line, which is an mm. entirely separate rail company. I think that's only in Western Japan. But mm. yeah. yeah, that's another thing to mention is that you often hear JR Japan Railways, but there's also the Shitetsu, which means private railways. So they're different companies. It is kind of odd because even though they use the same train stations. Different companies use different train lines. For example, Odaku is a train line company, so they'll have their own train line. And KO is another company, and they'll have their own train line. And Japan Railways, originally it was organized by the government. It was owned entirely by the government, but eventually it was privatized. But there's still that kind of interesting differentiation between, oh, I never really thought that a company could just own a rail line and Mm. and say, oh, we're going to build a rail line, and then everyone's going to use it. But... It is an interesting thing. And there are... Even JR is split up too, right? You have JR East and West. So let's talk about using the train experience. What are some things maybe people should know about when they're using the trains in Japan? The train card. I know there's Pasmo, there's Suica, probably maybe our others, but I don't know. Oh, yeah. There's a lot more. But honestly, these days, it doesn't matter because they're all interoperable. As far as I know, maybe some small areas might not be, but... You know, I can use my Nishitetsu-issued um, Nimoka in Tokyo on oh, really? the Yamanote okay, Center okay. or whatever. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, that is kind of a fun thing. I wanted to collect all of them because they are different by the region. For Tokyo, we have Suika, we have Pasmo. But in, for example, Nagoya, they have Manaka. And in Kansai, they have Ikoka. And even Okinawa has one, has its own special oh, okay. IC card. But you can use that IC card in Tokyo. And I still have mine. But I don't really use it that often. But if there is an emergency, I probably have two or 300 yen on my Okinawa card uh-huh. that I can use. I love the convenience of it because you essentially no longer have to put any thought into, oh, well, I need this specific ticket for this specific amount to get from here to here. No, you just put money mm. on it and then you use it until the gate beeps angrily at you. And, oh, I guess I ran out, so I need to charge it up. 
And then if you've just gotten off the train and you're trying to get out of the station and it says you don't have enough to get out, there's always a machine right by the gate on the train side where you can mm-hmm. top off your card too. Yeah, that's really convenient. And I think a lot of people, maybe, especially tourists, maybe they freak out because they think, oh, I only have you know, 50 yen left on my card, but it's going to cost maybe 100 or 200 yen to exit. So what do I do? But yeah, the, the machine will get angry at you and then say, <laughs> go charge it up. But there is oftentimes a machine or a place right next to the, the ticket gate. And then you can just put in the money and charge your card there. So- it's super convenient too, if you're running late when you're going somewhere and you know you will not have enough to get where you're going, but you have enough mm. to at least get on the train. So you can be like, all right, I'll worry about charging it at the end of my trip, I just rush in so I can at least get on the train and then charge it when I'm at my place to get out of the station. And the train cards can also be used for oftentimes in arcade machines. So you can use your train card to pay for a try at a claw catcher. But that is somewhat dangerous to do because you'll eventually find out, oh, I spent a lot of money at, at, yes, the, at I, the arcade. Yes, I can attest suddenly, to that. It is dangerous. <laughs> I can't enter the, the train station because all my money was spent trying to get a plush Pikachu or something. So you have to be aware of that. You have to control yourself. On the other hand, too, though, there are places that you can just pay with your train card at the Mm. convenience stores, Starbucks, many restaurants and places. Vending machines, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Money loaded on a card. It's not specifically earmarked, oh, you can only use this for trains. Yeah, it is kind of a fun, sort of a mini debit card that you are carrying around. So if you or short on cash, you can definitely fall back on it. But yeah, oftentimes I dedicate, okay, this 100 yen or this 1,000 yen is for the train only. But then, oh, that'll be depleted if I bought some water from the vending machine. Oh, actually, I bought some snack at the convenience store. So your train only money can can go away quite quickly. So I try to limit it to only trains, especially as a tourist. It can be overwhelming when you go to a train station because it's so busy and there's just so many people and there's all these things you've maybe never seen before. But the actual process is so easy. You just go to a machine and you just put in money and it will give you a card. And then you can just charge that card through this machine on either side of the gate. And it's also kind of a fun souvenir. You will have this card forever and you can technically use it forever. Using the trains is so easy and so convenient. And the actual riding the train experience is quite nice especially in Tokyo, at least, all the seats are cushioned. And also, it's very nice, bright lighting. I never feel too hot or too cold inside the train. On some summer days, it can be pretty tough if there's a lot of people, but the trains are pretty well temperature controlled. And it's always fun to see the ads on the train. There's TVs on the train, and you can see advertisements and news and things like that. So riding the train is a pretty good experience. Very convenient, very smooth to use, and you can pretty much go anywhere you want to go via the trains. But outside of trains, there's also a lot of other public transportation options. So I wanted to highlight those, some common ones and also some of the more unusual ones. So Cheska, outside of trains, what else do you use for public transportation? I would say buses and very infrequently taxis. What about you, Kai? Outside of the trains, what kind of public transportation do you use? I'm just trying, I'm trying to think of if there's anything other than trains and buses around here. Hmm. I mean, of course, we have taxis, but... Yeah, I guess I, I tend to use the bus more often than the train just because oh, really? of where I live. If It would be a 30-minute walk to the train station, but it's a two-minute walk to the bus station from my house. So, In Fukuoka, can you use your IC card for the bus as well? 
Oh, absolutely. The bus fare system, if you're trying to pay via cash, is a little bit, it's not hard, but it's just not very clear. There's no instructions. You take your ticket there, you look at your number, and then you look at the screen as whatever number's under your number, that's your fare, and then you got to have exact changes. Well, and not yeah, all buses like- are that either. Some of them you, you pay right away. Some of them you pay when you get off. Oh, yeah. I will say, yeah, yeah that's a that- little confusing. <laughs> yeah, the buses are not as convenient as using the trains in terms of what you actually do, because all the rules are different depending on the bus. Kai explained the the math grid that you need to look at <laughs> where it says, okay, I got on this station and then I'm going to this station and this says 100 yen, this says 300 yen. And I'm a little confused about how much you need to pay. And then if you don't have your IC card popped off, then you need to use your coins. But then, oh, if you don't have exact change, you got to do the coin changer. It can be a little confusing in terms of, oh, what do I need to do to get off the bus safely? But it is quite convenient as well. It's very, very intricate. There's so many bus stops all over Japan. So especially if you really want to go to some very, very specific place, the buses are a bit more thorough than even the trains. I've been here for, what, almost nine years, and I still regularly get confused when I'm trying to go somewhere where I have to take a bus for some part of it. I will say the bus drivers are really, really nice in Japan because yes. they are they probably have to hear the same stupid questions all the time. And they're always very helpful and they're always willing to make sure you get to the right spot. Yeah, I've definitely uh, so. had bus drivers where as I was getting on, I confirmed that it goes to the stop I want to go to. I've lost track while riding where it was because you have to press a button for them to actually stop and open the doors if you want to get off mm. at next uh, stop. Yeah, I've had times where... I've confirmed that it's going where I want to, but I've forgotten or not realized that we're coming up on the stop and I haven't pressed the button and the bus driver will slow down and be like, aren't you getting off here? And I'm like, oh, thank you. Have you guys ever seen the yeah, bus it- driver change before? The bus driver will leave and then a new bus driver will come on. A shift change. Have you guys seen this before? No, I've seen that on trains regularly, but not on bus. Seen it at the bus office, but that's only because the bus office is right by my house. I've only seen it once, and I don't know if this is a common thing, but it was very interesting because we got to the bus station, and then the bus driver got off, and then a new bus driver came on, they introduced themselves, and they bowed, and then they started driving the bus. But I thought, oh, that's so interesting. They were going to greet all the, the bus riders before they continue on, so that's pretty fun. So uh, I'm going to jump back to trains real quick, because you mentioned the driver changing. And I don't think we mentioned for trains that sometimes you stay on the same physical train, but the line itself, the company that runs it changes. Mm -hmm. And I live right on the border of one of those changes. And the switch off is at Kitasenju, where it changes from Mm -hmm. Hibiya line, which is the Tokyo Metro, to Tobu Skytree line. Mm -hmm. And obviously they're different companies, so they have different drivers because the different companies are employing their own drivers. So every time the train stops, the uh, driver for that train will change. Oh, interesting. Huh, that's kind of cool. We've talked about trains. we talked about buses. Jessica briefly mentioned taxis. That's also very common. I don't really use it that often because it is somewhat expensive compared to the other ones. You're really using taxis if it is your quote-unquote last resort. When I worked at the Al Cafe in Asakusa, I was the last shift. And very regularly... We would finish our duties, but then play with the owls because they're super cute. And then we'd realize, oh, <laughs> shoot, we missed the last train because the trains mm. don't run 24-7. So in those instances, right. sometimes we'd be well, I guess we'll have to get a taxi. And they are expensive. What about in Fukuoka? Are there a lot of taxis over there? 
the central area, there's a fair number of taxis. And even if you're not in a central area, as long as you're by one of the stations, usually you'll be able to find a taxi office or a taxi stand. Yeah. I try not to use taxis because they said they're expensive, but I was shocked to see how affordable taxis were here compared to Hawaii, for example. I wanted to transition into the more kind of unusual or a bit rare public transportation options. So yeah, ferry is one. And even in Tokyo, you can ride the ferry. I don't know if you've ever done it, Cheska, from Asakusa. They have a ferry that you can ride uh, under the bridges. Yeah, I've never personally done it, but I know that mm. it exists. Yeah, it's really fun because you get on this boat and then you ride down the river and you go under a lot of these suspension bridges that mm -hmm. are in Tokyo. A lot of them are very low. So the ferry driver will say, okay, everyone needs to duck right right now. <laughs> and we go oh, wow. and the boat barely clears the bridge. But it's oh, very fun because cool. you get a very, very clear view of under the bridge, which is something you don't often see. And yeah, I rode the ferry from Kagoshima to Yakushima, which was about two hours and I've also ridden a ferry in when I went to Hakone and there's on their the big lake. And yeah. also, yeah, Lake Shiga, the biggest lake in Japan, also rode a ferry across there as well. So there's definitely a lot of ferry options. Kai, what about in Fukuoka? I have to imagine there's since that's kind of near the coast, there must be quite a lot of ferries. I want to say there's quite a lot of ferries, but we there's a few islands off the coast, so there's always ferries there. Hmm. They're relatively affordable. I think it's maybe 800 yen each way. Oh, yeah. that's so really reasonable. More, yeah, more than a train or anything, but it's, you know, it's a 20, 15, 20 minute ride to a different island. It definitely feels like an experience every time I go just because I ride it so infrequently. Oh, yeah. Some other really interesting uh, public transportation options I've seen in Japan. Of course, there's cable cars. Have you guys ever ridden a cable car in Japan? Very short ones. Mm. Surprisingly short ones. So I rode the ropeway thing in Hakone, but I don't... Yeah. Is, is that... That's a cable car? I would consider it a cable car, yeah. yeah. But I don't really think of it as... I guess you're riding it to get somewhere, but it's more for looking at the scenery. I don't know. But yeah, I, that's the only one. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I definitely think of because you get a really beautiful view of the mountains and mm -hmm. also the hot springs from there. It does take you down if you're yeah. on the mountain. So, yeah. But I think most people use other transportation options. People are using it mostly for fun and not just, oh, yeah. I need to get from A to B. And there's one also in Kobe. It's right outside of Kobe Station. So if you just arrive in Kobe, it's something fun you can do. Oh, cool. It takes you up this, I don't know if it's technically a mountain, but at least a big hill. And on the hill, they have this huge garden. It's still a tourist attraction. Oh. So that's just, oh, I, I suddenly arrived in Kobe and oh, there's a cable car to a really beautiful garden. That's a good first impression when nice, you arrive nice, in yeah. Kobe. There's some other ones. There's the monorail going back to trains. Oh, There's one in Tokyo. The most famous one, I think, is in Tachikawa. When you arrive there, you just see these huge monorail stations, uh, which are not in central Tokyo. And you think, wow, I, I went into the future or something. Because <laughs> all the buildings there are quite nice, and it has these really huge open spaces. It definitely feels like you're going into the future a few decades. I don't know if the one I rode was that line, line or whatever you want to call it, but I have ridden one of those in Tokyo. And yeah, it's, it's a little surreal. And another going back to monorail, there's one in Oji, which is a small community in northern Tokyo in Kitaku. Oji is not super famous, but it does have a really nice park called Asukayama. At this park, it's kind of on a hill and they have a monorail just for this one hill. It might be the world's shortest and smallest monorail because it's this one car that can fit maybe 10 people and then it goes up on the rail to the top of the hill and then that's where the park is 
It's, it is actually free. You don't have to pay any money to ride it. Uh, I used to go there because it was near my old home. But you're walking down the city, and then all of a sudden, you see this small monorail going up a hill in the middle of this area. I think not a lot of tourists have ridden it because it is really out of the way, but it's a really fun and quirky thing to find. But I recommend riding it if you are somehow in Oji. So file that away in the back of my mind. Some other ones, one that's kind of getting more popular recently is bike rentals and, or oh, electric yeah. scooter rentals. Kai, in Fukuoka, have you ever seen any bike rental? I don't know if it's rental more just a bike share thing, but you take out your app, you scan the QR code, the bicycle or, or scooter unlocks and you can use it for to wherever you get to your next stop. Hmm. The scooter one just, confuses oh. me a little in that I, I'm assuming you don't need a driver's license for it, but you're actually, on the road? I don't know. I, I looked it up and actually the one I wanted to mention is Loop. It's spelled L-U-U-P, which is this Japanese service where you can rent electric scooters and also kind of small electric bikes with a cart on it. So you can go shopping and put stuff in there. And you do need a driver's license to use Loop at least. Okay, okay. I often see Loop near my home. And I, I want to use it, but I don't have a Japanese driver license, sadly. So are there any other unique public transportation experiences you guys have had in Japan? Regular trains, metro, yeah. bullet train. Oh, bullet bus. train. We didn't mention that. Regular train, but goes fast. Oh, yeah. The Shinkansen. Oh. Uh, not one accident since 1964. Wow. We didn't really touch on the green car of a lot of lines. It's uh, weird. No. You'll have a regular train, but one or two of the cars are two levels, and you need an actual ticket oh, yeah. to be able to sit in the assigned seats of a quote-unquote green car. Mm. I guess it's really people who are commuting from far distances, so they guarantee they get a seat. I don't really know, because I've never ridden them. I mean, it's kind of first class, but it's not that much nicer. I've, yeah. I've been on the green cars a few times. Yeah, assigned seats is the big one, because sometimes if you're on a long-distance train, you can get on and realize there are no seats mm -hmm. left for you to sit on. The seats are a little bit bigger, more comfy, and mm. you're set for your whole work. Journey. Okay. Yeah, actually, my mom is coming to Japan soon, and she very specifically said, oh, when we ride the Shinkansen, I want the green car. I've never ridden on it before, so it'll be my first experience, so I'll, I'll report back okay, yeah. about that. Take notes. Before we wrap up, I wanted to mention some merch. Now, you might be thinking, how could there possibly be Japanese <laughs> public transport merch? But there is, especially specifically for Japan Railways, the yeah. JR line. I mean, this is Japan about. we're talking about. Of course, there's merch. <laughs> and their website I wanted to bring up is JR East Mall. They sell not only things relating to JR, but they sell goods that are items from places you visit on the JR lines. So for example, JR East Mall focuses mostly on Kanto and Tohoku. So you can buy a lot of things from those areas on their website. But if you just want a JR train toy or a model, that is also on jreastmall.com on their official site. So you can another... definitely check that out. And actually, if you're a big train nerd, I think they also sell train signs and train handles. And if you do want like a really high quality Japanese model trains, there's Modelbond JP, which sells a lot of models of Japanese trains. Mm. So if you are a quote unquote train otaku, we, we will definitely have a episode in the future solely about Japanese trains, because that is a whole subculture in itself. And yeah, there's a lot of really interesting items that Kai mentioned where, oh, they sell actual things from train stations. There's a tiny little train museum at the Kasai station in Edogawa. Yeah, there's definitely a whole wide world of trains that we would definitely get to in a future episode. But for now, that was our episode on public transportation in Japan. So hopefully it was helpful for you if you are listening overseas and want to come to Japan. It's really convenient. And yes, try to find some of the weirder 
public transportation options if you can. There's the small monorail, the loop, electric scooters, if you have an international driver license. I didn't mention the Ike bus, the bus that's really small, that's an Ike Bukuro. There's also streetcars for some places. Again, going back to Kagoshima, they have a streetcar system, which really looks awesome. It feels you are in the, the Meiji era a little bit. So oh. there's definitely a lot of options there. Yeah. We'll have to do another episode. I feel like there's so much we just didn't have time to talk about. And that's it for this week's episode. Want to shop from Japan? You'll see the World Shopping banner up here on hundreds of Japanese sites, allowing to instantly buy anything from participating shops, including some we mentioned today, like JR East Mall. And we can buy items from any shop in Japan with the purchase request form. Get 300 yen off any order of 300 yen or more with the coupon code WSPOD300. That is WSPOD300. Search World Shopping Global for more information and start shopping today. You can also find us on social media. Just search for World Shopping on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. See you later, or in Japanese, Matane. Matane. Matane.